Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. Second night in a row we're on, talking about Survivor Season 41. This time we are unveiling a new podcast that we're doing this year, or I should say a new episode of a podcast each week, and that is Survivor Superlatives. Basically, what that means is we're going to go through a bunch of you know different questions on the episode the night before, such as best strategy of the episode, best character of the episode, player in the best spot, player in the worst spot, and, and so on. We're going to do these types of questions every week based on the situations that are changing. Um, should be a nice change of pace and nice way to add a uh, second podcast in the week. Also, a good potentially a good podcast to have guests on, so definitely going to look to do that in the future. I'm here, of course, along with my co-host, Ryan Winthrop. What's up, Ryan? Dylan, I dusted off my yearbook in preparation for this episode. I cannot wait to go into some superlatives with you tonight. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, this is the type of stuff that I, I feel like we we kind of don't get into as much on the recap, and I and I'm happy that we get to go over some more situational, strategic stuff um, tonight, um, especially. And we're gonna do this every week. Again, it may not be uh, Thursday every single week, but uh, gonna try to do it every week for sure. Uh, could be Sunday, but whenever we figure out how to do it next weekend, next week it'll be Thursday as well. Um, but you know, if anything changes, we will let you know, but happy to be here for the second podcast. going to be around 30 minutes or so each week of us just recapping all the players that are, you know, in these different situations. So yeah. let's get right into it. The first yeah. superlative. Yeah. I, I'm, so, I'm excited before we start. I just wanted to say, like you mentioned, we wanted to experiment with new types of content this off, uh, I almost said off season. I'm so used to saying the off season. Um, <laughs> we got so used to doing, uh, different types of content in the off season. And I feel like now that we are back into regular survivor season we're like shot out of a cannon so we're just excited to give you new types of content experiment with different things let us know your thoughts if you like it if you want us to go a different direction but yeah this is this is meant to be more fun not as recap heavy just give you our quick fire thoughts maybe we slept on something and now we woke up with a new perspective on someone or something so i'm excited to dive into these yeah, no, I'm uh, definitely very excited uh, to dive into these. Um, again, once again, just want to remind everyone, you can follow us on Twitter at Soul Survivor Pod, Instagram at Soul Survivor Pod. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Apple, Spotify, be sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Also, be sure to like this video if you are watching it. Really helps us out a ton. Now, let's dive right into it and talk about the first superlative, which is best strategy of the episode. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of different ways you can go here. We got some very good strategy in the first episode for sure. Yeah, I was thinking about this and I, I have a couple of different um, thoughts about this. And I feel like we have different superlatives. Uh, it's funny because we're looking at our private chat. Anyone watching can't see our private chat, but I'm trying to think about this because I kind of want to do a fun thing just for my a little challenge for myself where I want to give my best answer, but I, I don't want to have like repeat people. So I'd rather have somebody not win the same superlative twice. So if I had to pick the best strategy, because I, I want to save somebody else for another category here, um, I feel like a good strategy moment or the best strategic move of the episode, I'll give to the Yellow Tribe. I'll give it to Yase with uh, Evie, because I feel like we didn't see a lot of them. The episode was mainly about Ua and what was going on with JD and Sarah and Shan and uh, Ricard. And we didn't see a lot of uh, Luvu, the Blue Tribe either. But with uh, Evie, Evie and the uh, Yellow Tribe, I feel like it would have been so easy for them to just vote off Tiffany. And Dylan said we have to support Tiffany from our stomping grounds. Um, and I feel like, you know, Abraham throws out her name. She jumps in the water. Oh, she, she could have been more helpful looking for the last oar on the boat. And I feel like Evie was um, someone like Ricard who seems kind of uh, – she knows the game. She seems kind of polished. 
And she picks up on the fact that if I get rid of Tiffany, that could be getting rid of a number for me because she can work with me. But not only that, I don't want the guys to get into a trend of picking up the girls and then, okay, we get rid of one girl. Who's, who's next? Let's just get rid of Evie next and keep Liana. So Evie, see, I think a, a mark of a good player is if you can see where the trends are going. And Evie says, if I get rid of this number, I could also be next. So I liked how she flipped the script. And instead of maybe we got like a three, three split guys and girls, she managed to convince Boche and Xander to go along with her to vote out Abraham. Yeah, I, I definitely think Evie had a solid episode in terms of strategy. Now, for my pick, I'm, bet- I'm between you know a couple of people. I think ultimately I'm going to go back to that same tribe, though, and take Xander. Um, I thought Xander had a very strong episode strategically. Um, he's somebody that blew me away in terms of strategy. And I think the main reason is that, first of all, he did a good job socially of clearly coming off as the guy who could be trusted. Okay, that's you know step one. And picture this: this guy is only twenty years old. He's three years younger than me. Like that's that to me for me to think about that. Uh, that's just that's crazy. Um, but yeah, so he first does a good job, good job socially by you know making everybody trust him um, enough that they're going to send him off. You know to this uh, to this twist, the summit. Then he goes to the summit. He you know chooses the right the right thing, gets the extra vote risks his vote there um and then comes back and perfectly executes telling the tribe you know exactly what happened and then also just telling them the truth and being like this extra vote could be used for the tribe um we're going to use it and we are going to you know when we're when we're together further in the game we are going to use this to take down others and i i think that that was a really smart move by Xander because no one was sussed out by it. Everyone kind of trusts him. And now the tribe is like, all right, cool. We have an extra vote that possibly Xander could be willing to give to one of us down the, down the road. So why would we get rid of him? Um, obviously that there's a chance that they could turn and be like, well, we we're going to get rid of him because he has that extra vote and it could be a threat to us. But right now I think that he, people could be inclined to keep him because they know that they could use that extra vote, um, later in the game as another number. Um, so I think Xander did a really good job. Obviously, you know, this was not an easy situation to go back to camp and just explain to everybody what happened, what they did. Um, obviously, we saw JD struggle with that a little bit. Danny did a good job. Um, and then Xander did a good job. So I'm going to probably go with Xander in in terms of best strategy of the episode. I was also considering uh, Ricard, but I, I don't really know if Ricard had any like actual strategy that we saw. But And like I said, if Ricard truly threw out Brad's name, um, you know, what? I'll, I'll I'll give the I'll give the split answer. I'll say Xander and Ricard because if Ricard because we don't know if Ricard did what we think he did, um, which was try and try to throw Brad's name out. We think he tried to throw Brad's name out in order to just have make sure Sarah did not play the shot in the dark. Now, if he did that, then I think that Ricard probably goes for best strategy episode. However, we don't know if he did that intentionally or just did it for whatever another reason possibly. Um, but I think that Ricard could be right up there. So those would be my two picks for best strategy of the episode is Xander and Ricard. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I would just say that I'm, I'm really excited to see how these um, how these extra votes are going to come into play because now both Xander and JD have an extra vote that they can use up until the final six, which, you know, I feel like we've seen it in the past. Extra votes um, can, sometimes use, can, can sometimes be used correctly. Sometimes they can uh, backfire and, you know, you, you get voted out the same episode. So we will see if Xander's uh, play here works out for him. Because like you mentioned, they could choose to say, okay, great, he's with us. And we have a vote to use to further our game. Or if we ever get, end up on opposite ends of the tribe, we know he has it. And he's going to be a, a, a big threat to get out. So we'll see. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens. Now we'll move into the next superlative, which is best character of the episode. And I have an easy answer here for me, and that is JD. I thought JD was phenomenal. He's somebody that everyone, I think, is going to be rooting for this entire time. Um, Obviously, I mentioned to you that I thought that he got the David Wright edit, meaning he wasn't actually in that much danger or was possibly in danger for a little bit, but then, you know, is going to end up going far in this game. Um, Just a guy who is socially very, very... um, tapped in just knows what he knows knows um knows has a great personality he's a guy who's very likable people are going to want to work with him um and it did seem like he was in pretty well with shan which good for him because that obviously they made the decision together uh to go with to go for sarah there um i think that you know but in terms of just a character he's going to be great to watch all year and that's that's my best character of the episode right there jd yeah i would say jd as well i'm not going to repeat a lot of what you said but i would just add that he um you know six tribes are always so tough because you have a one in six shot of going home and it you can go home for almost any reason whether it's challenge related whether it's uh something that you 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 said or did at camp it really could go in any direction so jd obviously we saw that he looked to be in hot water you know it seems that from what we're reading in post-game interviews there's a chance that he may have been more fine than we were led to believe so good for him that he actually was in a better spot strategically um but i feel like even if he is in a little bit of danger he has to just survive the first couple of votes and then if he can make it past that point make it to a swap and then the merge i think this guy can be set for a while he clearly is likable and has a lot um of you know good um social chops in the game i guess to give a new answer just to not repeat what you said is i'll give an honorable mention to boche i really liked his confessional i think he's going to give us great tv the whole season the fact that he, he, he's a gamer. He knows that you never want to be the guy that's isolated from the tribe. And yet they're like, oh, you and Xander are the two strongest guys in the tribe. You and him can uh, carry the water, right? And he's like, I, I can't say no because I don't want to look like a weenie, but I uh, I have to do it. And he has a, a really good confessional there. Um, I feel like I would have loved to have seen him on that Brains tribe in Kakiyan with like Cass and or David Samson and Garrett. It just would have been a complete hot mess. Um, <laughs> I, I, mean, I always think back to when Cass is like, can we see the criteria for how we got the Brains tribe? Um, but I do think if not for JD, I think Voce was also a really great character. Yes, I, I do agree with that. Um, now let's move to the next superlative and go with player in the best spot. I'll let you take this one first since I've taken the yeah. since I take, took the la- uh, last mm-hmm. one. Yeah, we, we may have a similar answer on this one as well. Uh, and I it's funny because I, I wanted to pick her for the first two, but I saved her for this. It's uh, Sham Chantel. Um, because I could have said she had the best strategy because she was she's clearly one of the best position players in the game right now. Like I don't think anybody's looking to target her at this time at all. So she's positioned well strategically, and obviously, well, she has her own theme music already. And the show made a theme music, all right? Like, do, 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 like after her. So she's a great character as well. But I'll save her for this superlative because, as I mentioned, she gets back from the challenge and she says, "I know." that I was one of the reasons why we lost today. So I could be at the bottom, but everyone's including me in their conversations. So I'm positioned well strategically and I have a lot of options of where to go in this vote. And I was talking to Dylan actually before the podcast and we were saying how other uh, podcasts were referencing last night, uh, mainly Steven on know-it-alls was saying there was a big uh, parallelism between JD and Shan where they're both making inroads and making relationships, but JD's doing it a bit more open and blatant and out front and everybody uh, catches it right away. And Shan is way more subtle about it. And she uses a lot of like active listening. She uses a lot of empathy. She probably has a good emotional intelligence. So I feel like Shan as of right now, one episode in is in a great spot. 
Yeah, uh, I do agree. Shan would be my pick as well for player in the best spot. Every single person is going to her. Uh, and and she's socially tapped in with everybody in the tribe, which is obviously how you want to be. She got no votes. Um, if I had to pick another player other than you, I would say Evie's also in a great spot. She yeah. kind of seems to be the Shan of that tribe, where at least it looks like that everyone's going to her. Uh, at least, you know, Tiffany's definitely going to her. Uh, Liana's, you know, working with her. And I think, you know, possibly it could end up being one of David or Xander working with her as well. Um, if uh, and obviously they could win out immunities uh, as a tribe and then they have a strong five, but I, th- I think that she's kind of tapped into everybody else on that yellow tribe. So yeah. I, I, I would go with Evie as well as Shan. Yeah. I, I would say before we move on one person I want to mention, because I don't think either of us are going to say her for these superlatives tonight. I, we didn't talk a lot about Liana last night. Liana was, had a pretty quiet episode. I think she only had like one or two confessionals. Her main point of interest was uh, Evie and her made a, like a final two deal or they made an alliance on day one. And I feel like from what we saw in the bios, I think Dylan and I both liked Liana, thought she had potential in the preseason. And I feel like if Evie is someone like, okay, I don't want to compare her to like Sophie Clark, but like Sophie obviously is very strategic and everybody saw it. I'm wondering if Evie comes out front and she's a very big strategic player and people start to like, tap into that and say we have to get rid of her i feel like liana could be like that number two where she's not going to be targeted so i feel like liana i wouldn't say she's like in the best spot in the game i think that's obviously shan or evie but i feel like if anything happened to evie liana i think would be positioned pretty well i think yeah i think that's definitely a, a good point good call there now we're going to move on to our next superlative which is player or players in the worst spot i have an answer for this that may be a little i don't know if this is i wouldn't say this is off the map but i think this very well could be uh the next boot um, and that's Nazir. Um, I think that he did a very poor job yesterday. Um, and just in terms of just socially getting acclimated to the tribe, um, obviously he catches Danny and Deshaun going off to get the idol. And then he, you know, comes back and tells everyone and starts, starts to strategize when he's the one that told everyone no strategy. Um, and I think that turned a lot of people off. So again, I don't think Nazir is in a great spot. Plus, uh, he did get, he did give that confessional, uh, at the be- or, or I should say he gave that speech on the boat at the very beginning in the marooning where he was like, I learned English playing survivor. Like it's clear that he has a great story. I think that P that guy, uh, people on his tribe will probably have no problem getting rid of him if they were to lose the next immunity challenge. Yeah. It's weird. I wanted to say that Nasir was unlucky because I feel like a lot of times, if you mention that people are looking for an idol, they can, you know, they themselves can become the target, but Sydney ran right back to the guys and kind of just threw him under the bus and said he was mentioning that you were looking for idols. So he got a little bit unlucky, but I will agree with you and say, I think he's in the worst spot, not only because I think of what we just said, but one thing we saw in the uh, next time on survivor, and you never want to read into this because they always want to throw you off. So I'm not citing it as a source, but we do say that um, we do see Sydney mention how Nasir is doing a lot around camp and they want to learn from him because he grew up in Sri Lanka. He knows his way around, um, you know, the wilderness and he has a lot of great life experience to help them in the game, but they want to use his knowledge and then vote him out. Again, you can't rely on that. There's a chance that Luvu wins uh, immunity once again, and that's not even an issue, but if they do go to tribal, unless we see something brand new from the blue tribe, I think Nasir could be in a sticky situation. Yeah. I mean that, that was the one that stuck out for me for sure. Um, now next we have best person to align with. Um, I think there's a lot of different ways you could go with this answer. Obviously me and you could have different categories of best person to align with. What is on your mind here? I have an answer, but 
I, you can tell, actually, when I say it, you can tell me if you uh, agree or disagree. I feel like I'm going to say Brad, but I also wouldn't want to say Brad. Here's the thing. I know. I I was going to say something very, very similar. I'm not going to say Brad, but I know exactly what you're going to say right now. Because here's the thing. Let's let's start with the negatives before I get to the positives, because I chose him for the superlative. The negatives are that you can't trust that there, there won't be a time where people are talking about plans and he pulls a Keith nail stick to the plan and he blurts out what's happening. And then you are in hot water because he kind of just gave up what your plan was for the night. And I feel like I, we said this last night on the podcast, Dylan, we would rather play with people that are rational and we know where they're coming from. So we can maybe outflank their next move. If somebody is unpredictable or they just are not a fan of the game or they, they just don't know how to socially get around, they can cause trouble. Having said that, uh, uh, they said this on the know-it-alls last night, but I think the best way to describe Brad in this game is like, he is the perfect ally. He's going to be upfront. He's going to be honest, going to be hardworking around camp, good in challenges. So you're not going to want to target him right away unless he does something silly. And if he says a name, he said Shannon, um, Sarah's names in front of them. And I feel like if um, things didn't change, he actually, I think he still wrote down Sarah's name, right? Because yeah, he, uh, he did. He did. Yeah. Cause Jeannie wrote down Ricard and Sarah wrote down Brad. Yeah. So Brad wrote down her name anyway. Brad just says it like it is. And I feel like if you can have an ally where you know where they're coming from and you can trust them a hundred percent, kind of like David and uh, Ken, like uh, Ken is a perfect ally. You know where Ken's coming from every week. So I feel like Brad for the most part would be the best to align with. So my answer, I was going to say something similar to you about Brad. I'm going to go with uh, Danny though. Um, obviously we know he said that he doesn't like lying. He was completely honest in, uh, in this, in this episode, he, again, he protected his vote and then he went and told everyone, you know, and they all believed him immediately. They're like, Oh no, no way he's lying. He definitely protected his vote. I think Danny's just a guy that's going to be honest with you. In addition, he's a guy that they're going to want to keep around early in this game because he's a challenge beast. Um, obviously a former NFL player, uh, did this water challenge with no problem at all with time to spare while looking for idols. Um, clearly a guy that is going to be a physical threat. You could hide behind as a shield possibly. Um, so that is my re that is my reasoning for Danny best to align with. Yeah. I, I, if I had to give an honorable mention, Danny McCray would be a great one. I mean, the guy said in his bio, his pet peeve is lying. So if you ask him, again, <laughs> he's just, he's just going to tell you the name. So yeah, good, good second choice. All right. Next superlative, we got who changed your opinion of them for the better or for the worse? I think this is interesting. We could split this up into two questions and go who changed your opinion of them for the better. So we'll start with that and then we'll talk about the worst. So for me, for the better, I would say it's Danny. I'm going to say it again. Uh, I actually, and I actually have two, I have two answers. So obviously I already just mentioned Danny for the last one. Um, I didn't, you know, obviously former athletes do not have a great track record in this game. Um, but Danny really seems to know what he's doing. He's a, you know, very, you know, he, he knows survivor. Well, um, this is a guy who I think could go very far. Um, he was extremely surprising yesterday. He was awesome. Awesome to watch. Um, and also I think Voce, I expected to be possibly a first boot or a guy that was going to get himself into major trouble early. And he seemed to be somebody that socially blended in a lot better with the tribe than I even expected. Um, it seems like maybe he toned down his personality that we saw on possibly some of the pregame stuff, unless he was, you know, just trying to be a little, you know, a little bit different on the pregame. Um, but he seemed to tone it down a little bit for the beginning part of the game, which is exactly what you need to do. You got to lay low a little bit. Um, so I think Voce is somebody who I also think could go very far in this game. Um, a player that I thought could be a very early boot. So those would be my two answers there. 
Yeah, if I had to give two people for this, I also would agree with, with Voce. I think we uh, we said this before where, you know, from the preseason, we saw like, okay, this guy could go far or he could flame out quick. And all he he's a neurosurgeon. He's very particular. He hates people that are not, you know, either like clear in how they speak or, you know, like I think his phrasing was, I don't have time for idiots or I don't have time for like imbeciles. Um, so all you need is somebody on the yellow tribe to make one stupid thing with building the shelter and Voce could have gone off. I feel like he seems very likable and funny at the moment. So he definitely gave me a better perspective on him at the moment. And another person I would say actually, and I get, I, I gotta give credits. I feel like, um, I, I'll say like Tiffany slash Jeannie. I feel like, uh, you know, we said this before, there's an unfortunate trend in Survivor where, uh, especially if there's no clear target, the uh, the older woman who might not be able to help you in challenges sometimes tends to go early on. It's a trend that we see a decent amount in Survivor. And I feel like we saw Jeannie is really well insulated in that tribe. People like her a lot. She's telling her backstory about her and her partner. And I feel like Jeannie, if she can slide past the first few weeks, can make a deep run in this game because she's very likable. And people see – I mean, she said in Tribal Council when – um. Uh, Brett, Jeff's like, are we good to vote? And Brad was like, I'm good. And Jeannie said, you know, I'm staying loyal. So people, I think people will believe her in that. So I think she's in a good spot uh, in terms of she, I thought she could have gone early, but she seems like she's positioned well. And then quickly, I would say before we go to worse opinion, uh, Tiffany, I mean, she could have easily been the first boot last night, but I feel like she has some, uh, some spunk. She has some firepower behind her. And I feel like she also, if she can make it past the first few weeks, I think she could be a good player if she's with the right allies. Yeah, I, I was also going to say Tiffany, the dark horse, as somebody who I think improved my vision of her. I thought she could be a first boot, and it seems like she's very you know aware of everything going on um, in yeah. a decent spot now that she survived the first vote as well. So yeah, I I think she I think she changed my opinion as well. But now let's move to player who changed your opinion of them for the worst. I'm curious to see what you have to say here. So I have two people again. Um, I, I feel like we're kind of cheating. I feel like for the most part, we said one person and now I'm like, I'm going to just pick two or honorable mentions. <laughs> I guess an easy one would be, I guess I, I hate to repeat, but Nasir, I feel like, you know, he can bounce back. There's, I'm not saying that he's guaranteed next one out a hundred percent. But, you know, I feel like just, I, I think you said it perfectly. I don't mind him going to peak and see them looking for idols. Cause that gives him information that he can use in the game later. Here's the problem, though. You can't say to the guys, look, if you want to do the water challenge for us, we would appreciate it, and we promise we will not do strategy talk. And then as soon as you see them going to look for an idol, you scurry back and say it. it it's not a good look. Not only for you, but also people are going to say, like, even if they are looking for idols, like, why would you do that? And even more, if I ever look for an idol and I'm your ally, how do I know you're not just going to go tell the next person that I was out doing something else? So he could have at least waited for them to lose the challenge and then say something like he just said it right away. So I feel like he kind of just went a few notches down in my book. Maybe he can bounce back that, but that's, that's my main answer for Nasir. And then my second person, who did I have? Um, um, I'll say Brad. I mean, I'll say Brad. Um, not that I had a high opinion of him anyway, but I, I just didn't think in season 41, we were going to get somebody um, say to someone's face, I'm thinking about voting you or you. It was kind of like in heroes versus villains where Russell is talking to coach and he's like, um, who should we uh, coach is like, who should we get rid of? And Russell goes one of these. And then it pans over to Courtney and Sandra. And he's like, one of the, Oh no, it was, it was Rob and Russell. 
And and Rob's like, wait, the two people that are sitting right here? And Russell's like, yeah, I'll just say their name. So not that I had a high opinion of Brad, but I didn't think he would go out and say that. So he went a few notches down too. Yeah, I, for me, I would also say Nazir probably changed my opinion for the worst um, just because he he did make that mistake. Um, I really do like the Green Tribe. I think Brad is going to be a good character throughout the season um, if he's able to survive further in this game. Um, so I can't, I'm not really going to say him and then everybody else pretty much. I like on this green, green tribe. Now in terms of the Yase tribe as well, I pretty much, you know, thought, thought highly of pretty much everyone there as well, except for, uh, Abraham who went home. So I'm going to stick with Nazir. Um, and I feel like we weren't able to exactly get a good sense of everybody else on the blue tribe other than Danny and Danny just improved my vision. So I'll stick with Nazir in this one. I just thought of one more superlative that we can throw in, Dylan. Okay. Because I feel like, you know, sometimes we talk about like purple edits and we talk about people who we don't usually see sometimes from episode to episode. I know we're only one episode in, so we have a lot more chances to see people, but I want to throw you a superlative because I already have my answer. Who do you want to see more of? Like who is somebody who we did not see a lot of that you want to see more of after one episode, maybe? So I, I, I feel like I could almost throw out the entire blue tribe here. I actually think that if I had to pick one person who has a lot of strategic potential, who we did not see anything of yesterday, that's probably Erica. Uh, I think oh, yeah. she, she got minimal, minimal time. I personally loved her bio in terms of like pregame stuff. Um, and I believe she had maybe one confessional yesterday that seemed like she was, you know, very well put together. I, I'm pretty sure she solved the puzzle for blue. So uh, she clearly is very smart as well. Um, so I would say Erica is probably my choice for that. Yeah, Erica's a really good choice. I thought about saying her because she um she's a she's a communications manager. She seems very social, very affable. So I feel like she could be a mover and a shaker in the game. I guess to not repeat your answer, someone I want to see more of is Heather. We saw very little of Heather. If we saw a little bit of Erica, we saw even less of Heather. I think Heather got one confessional that was maybe like 10 seconds long. But this is somebody as well who, if the tribe loses, we said preseason, you know, her um, her style of play, you know, the older woman, she could go home early. However, I feel like Heather showed a lot of, uh, she was hysterical. I think she says that she crossed, she, uh, she curses like a, um, a sunburned sailor and she, she's very funny. And I feel like Heather can maybe be a, a player that can go far in the game. So I want to see more of her as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of Heather. I think she could go far in this game. I think her social game is going to be very good. And right now, if I, I was basically when I was deciding that I was between Erica and Heather. So those are my top two in terms of purple edit for this episode. Well, Erica has purple hair, so it wasn't a bad pick. <laughs> Literally purple edit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. all righty yeah so oh wait do you do anything you want to add quick I, was gonna say, I forgot so erica's from canada right she's one of our canadian yes. contestants right yes yes we do we, i forgot do we have a second I, I thought we had two canadians on the cast do we have two was it shan maybe i think you're i think i'll look it up right now but i think it actually it was shan so that, that's a good catch I'm I was not like, sure if she's still there but i think she may have lived there i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on this one yeah, no, I know Erica for a fact was, but I'm not sure about the other one. But, you know, I just think it's also cool that we're also getting to see more people from Canada. So right. I, I love that Survivor is opening that up to more people. Yeah, definitely very cool. And look, I want everybody in the comments to let us know what you think for all these answers. Best strategy, best character, player in the best spot, player in the worst spot, uh, best to align with, and then who changed your opinion, then better or worse. Flood the comments with your answers. Let us know what you think of our answers. Like this video, subscribe to this channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Soul Survivor Pod. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a great review. 
Um, and yeah, that would help us out a lot. Also be sure to give any feedback you have on the show, because obviously this is a new podcast. We're, you know, new episode of the podcast we're doing every week uh, and we're looking to have some guests on as well. So if you have any guests that you want us to have on, be sure to, you know, let us know that also. Yeah, no, thank you for being here with us. Love to hear, hear your thoughts. And as always, we got nothing else for you. So grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.